All right. Welcome to Drinks and Discourse. My name is Carl, and it is great to be back. It's been shit. Um, four years, I think. Now, three years. I was just telling our guests that my last episode was about February 20th, 2020, 2020, before everything went to heck. So I'm excited to be back. And my first guest for season two is DJ of River Bluff Collective out of East Dubuque. You bet. Thank you for uh, coming out today. Thanks for having me, Carl. Um, so... Real quick, well, not, this is not going to be real quick, but introduce yourself, explain to people who you are and what River Bluff is all about. Sure, I appreciate you having us. Um, my name, like you said, my name is DJ. I own a cannabis company with my brother, Allie, my, my excuse me, my sister, Allie, my brother, Joe, <laughs> and our partner, Josh. We started it back in 2019, right in the thickness of uh, COVID and yeah. the restrictions and things like that. So we've kind of built a little bit of a company that's kind of morphed into a lot of different things. Right. Um, we Again, we're, we're selling drugs in some people's minds, so we don't necessarily get out there and market it a ton of different ways mm -hmm. until we understand what the laws say and how we can do that in an appropriate way. Um, we've basically built our CBD company into a, a legal cannabis company in Illinois. Okay. We have a dispensary in the Schaumburg area in the suburbs, and then we have a cultivation center that we're launching in Rockford, Illinois. Um, so we have a, a pretty big operations, and when it comes to like the competitiveness of getting those licenses, there's only 20 people in the entire state that can acquire those licenses. So um, we have a, a pretty valuable asset. Um, the state of Illinois looks at us as, as leaders in the cannabis space. And we've kind of taken that that business and, and morphed it into a, going into Iowa, into Wisconsin, and Minnesota. As states become legal, it gives us an opportunity to kind of get out there and, and talk about it and, and, and right. connect with different business owners and and help people understand what, what the law is saying and what they don't say. Yeah, it's definitely got to be a challenge. Well, first of all, we sell drugs too, right? Yeah. Alcohol is a drug, so we do the same thing. It's just ours has been legal for a lot longer, you know. Definitely. But um, it's got to be challenging because I know even with us, with the different brew laws and depending on how many gallons you make and all this other stuff, like I don't even understand. I'll let that Adam and Keith handle all that. But it's got to be difficult to understand each state law and what you can and cannot do. And I mean... Obviously, it's worth it, right, to understand and do it. But do you find it difficult sometimes to yeah. know what's going on? Well, that's just that it, it's, it's incredibly difficult, um, especially having a lot of friends that are in the cannabis space in the black market. Um, you know, we understand how it's a medicine. It's something mm -hmm. that helps people. Sure. It's not something that's necessarily like a, a heroin or cocaine or right. anything crazy. It's, it's, it's made from a plant. Um, it's produced by, uh, you know, and people that know what they're doing in, yep. in, in scientific labs. And, and there's a lot of restrictions to that. But. Absolutely. The, the nuances of every state is different. Um, yeah. Iowa, the laws are, are, are formed in one way. Wisconsin, the laws are formed in that different way. And then in Illinois, it's super restrictive and, and they, they don't allow many of these types of products in there at all. So it's, it's, it takes a team to really understand that, that if we're going to go out and market this and talk to business owners and hey, we know what we're talking about and, yep. and we can go that direction. Yeah, it's definitely like I'm, I'm a liquor guy. It's like cocktails and liquor are my jam and every state has different liquor laws. And it's like people don't even understand that each state is different from other because at the end of the day, I think with the laws, they're almost like the individual countries, you know, and like we just happen to border each other and okay. it's, it's crazy just with liquor. But so we're going to get more into what THC, CBD, the business side of things are. But since this is called drinks and discourse, we're going to drink while we discourse. <laughs> and today we made uh, the Mary Jane mule. So this is a drink I came up with. Um, and if people don't know me, I have a background in making cocktails. I, I'm bougie. I'm a bougie alcoholic. I love making <laughs> fancy drinks. Um, I've actually been, I'm actually, I was top mixologist right now. And I've been voted that three times in the past 10 years. Congratulations. So right when, thank you. Um, uh, uh, when Keith was telling me to do that, I'm like, oh, 
And, you know, they just, they went to me directly, like, can you make a couple? And it has nothing to do with other bartenders here. It's just, this is kind of what I do and it's going to be fun. And obviously other bartenders will make other drinks once we go down the pro. But anyways, I'm rambling. This is called the Mary Jane Mule. Thanks to Jeremy Hall for coming up with the name. I suck at making names, but we got a lavender lemon juice, strawberry syrup, cranberry juice, uh, a quarter ounce of uh, the CBD uh, simple syrup, yep. and then topped off with non-alcoholic ginger beer, and then rosemary as a garnish. Absolutely. So cheers, bud. Thanks cheers. again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Delicious. I think it's great. Yeah. It's light, refreshing. It's a little sweet, a little tart. Um, what's actually interesting, I think we might go dive into this a little deeper, but at least in the state of Iowa, we cannot mix CBD with alcoholic things. So we can't make like a bourbon old fashioned, add some of this legally in here. You know, at yeah. home, you do whatever you want. But here, yeah. legally, we can only have non-alcoholic drinks with this in it. So, you know, if you definitely want to come check it out, we have two available right now. And shameless plug, but yeah. anyway, so, <laughs> all right. So what kind of got you started into wanting to create a THC CBD business? That's then? a great question. Um, my background in cannabis, I didn't smoke much in high school here and there, you know, very irregularly. Right. Um, but I, I, after the, my high school days, I grew up in East Dubuque, uh, right across the river. And I went in the military for about six years. Okay. Spent a couple of years over in Iraq. Um, I had some some different difficult situations that I had to deal with, um, unfortunately, and I came back and the Veterans Affair, the VA, suggested that I try some different uh, medicines to help with, you know, my anxiety, my depression, mm -hmm. things that aren't necessarily geared only towards, you know, military personnel, but, you know, a lot of people deal with a lot of mental health issues. So, Absolutely. you know, kind of going down that route of how I get treated and how I, just, you know, maintain my, my life so that I really enjoy, they suggested cannabis because I didn't want to get into the narcotics and the different things right. like that. And my brother and sister both lived out in the Denver, uh, Colorado area mm -hmm. about the last 10 years. So I got a chance to, again, I'd go out there three or four times a year. I'd, I'd fly out and uh, tried an edible for the first time uh, out there. And it was it was fantastic. It changed my life. And then yep. kind of seeing how that business came about. Um, my previous uh, history, I was a, a commercial banker okay. for a local bank. So I kind of talked about different business owners and understood, we're trying to understand, you know, how to create opportunity and create economies of scale. And you know, in the last 10 years, we really understood cannabis as our family's path forward and trying to do something independently. Um, and, you know, again, seeing the customers that, that try our products, um, it just it reinvigorates me every every couple of days uh, to really get back out there and keep working hard at, at, at moving it. That's awesome. So when when did you when was the Denver when you ate your first edible yeah. to kind of get you into that? Like, oh, this is more than just yeah. smoking weed back with a couple of friends in the car. <laughs> For sure. Like 2014, uh, 2015, about that okay. time frame. So pretty recent. I mean, like yeah. within the past 10 years. Absolutely. So Absolutely. You know, that's awesome. Like, I mean, I'm in kind of the same boat. Like in high school, I think that's all I did really do was smoke weed. I didn't really drink. Yeah. But it's funny. Like you said, you barely smoke weed. I barely drank. Now we're like, how old are you? If you don't mind I'm 41. Man. Okay. I just turned 43. So yeah. we're the same age. It's like, oh, fast forward. 18, 20 years. Now we're doing things that we didn't normally do. And yeah. we both love our jobs. Seems I, like, used, so. I used to work at family beer and liquor store. And I think I drank half as much as I sold, <laughs> right. so, you know, and I bought just as much as I sold. There. Right. So I loved alcohol. And you know, the older I got, the the hangovers lasted longer. Yeah. And it's just, it, I wasn't in a space where I felt like I was productive. Yeah. So I needed to kind of figure out, you know, a different avenue of of, of self-medicating mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, alcohol, obviously there's a lot of downfalls. Like I've been going through like a lot of mental stuff myself and I've been trying to reduce how much I'm drinking because obviously alcohol is a depressant 
and you can't keep drinking it all day. I mean, I don't drink all day, but you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's like you said, the older we get, it gets a little harder every day to wake <laughs> up a little bit sprucey, you know? For so, sure. um, so when, when did you kind of start thinking that you wanted to create river bluff, you know, as a business idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Back in 2018, um, they, and Drew genuinely, they, they, everyone kind of says the cannabis industry, the, the time flies like dog years. Mm-hmm. So the amount of restrictions, regulations and, and, and pivots that we have to do on a, on a weekly basis, it's, it's exhausting in a lot of ways. But, um, in 2018, I worked at a bank and, um, COVID was kind of coming around the, 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 the corner a little bit and yep. understanding, um, I guess really understanding, um, that's a great question. I mean, we, we, we want to do it for a long time. Right. Um, it was kind of marinating and yeah. marinating and then eventually you're like, let's just do it. Yeah. We've been saving, you know, we've been saving our, our life savings to try to do something. Sure. Um, and, and this was the path. And again, I, I kind of called my brother and sisters and brought our whole family together and say, this is my path forward. I'd like to have you guys come up and be a part of this. And, and everyone kind of agreed and yep. we split the company up evenly and kind of figured out the roles and that's, that's awesome. where we're at. No, that's awesome. You know, it's cool that you first asked your family because it's the your family that kind of really in- reintroduced you into this world, right? Yeah. And so to bring them along and were they like on board right away or was it, were there some like, not hesitation, but like thought? Because I mean, it is it no, is risky definitely. starting a business, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it, with, with my brother and my sister that lived in Colorado, um, you know, immediately they, they wanted to jump on board and they wanted to, yeah. to, to cause again, they seen the market, they seen the opportunities and, um, they're hard workers. So yeah. I think kind of just knowing what it would take and, you know, not really having any idea what it would take, but sure. the, yeah. the understanding of what it may take, right. um, you know, every day they, they work their asses off and yeah. I, it, it, great business partners for sure. Do they, did they move back to Iowa or, or East Dubuque, Illinois? Yeah, or? I, I mean, this, in back in 2019, my brother Joe moved home. Right. Uh, he lived in my basement, you know. Uh, there we, you go. You know, I worked a 40-hour job at the bank. After that, I'd go out and sell drugs, you know, right. I mean, sell, <laughs> sell, sell cannabis products. And, and that was a, a difficult um, path to navigate a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I had customers that, you know, had multi-million dollar businesses that I was their banker. I'd run into them at the grocery store and I needed to make sure I talked to them, had conversations about, Hey, this is what my path forward is. And right. it's kind of ironic. A lot of them smoked weed with me, Sure, you know, and it was just, yeah, it's, it's such a common thing nowadays that it's, it's not this big, scary drug. Yeah. Um, so I used to work at the hotel Julian at the remote lounge and, you know, people would come in from all shapes and sizes from, you know, middle-class to probably millions of dollars. And they, a lot of them would just, and these guys and women that made a lot of money, they were just talking about, yeah, I'm just gonna go for a walk eat edible and go back to bed, you know? And it's, and you know, and they're like, and people don't understand, like, it's like high stress, you know, a lot of things going on mental, like it just helps take care of all that, you know? Absolutely. What are, um, excuse me, what are some of the roadblocks when you kind of like first initiated the idea? I know you kind of tabbed on uh, uh, the changing laws all the time and obviously then COVID, but is there any other like big roadblocks you guys had to overcome to oh, figure this out? Tons of them. I mean, we still see them on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, we had our, our, our point of sale service, uh, company in the base of the credit card machines. Yep. They canceled our service right away or no, excuse me. They let us use it for square. And again, I'm not afraid to say who it is. Right. They thought they screwed us over. So, um, we, you know, we did a, a large amount of volume every month with those guys and they charge us 4% transaction fees. And after about a year and a half, they say, hey, we're not going to service your business anymore because you're in cannabis. They, we were a test program of the cannabis program for them. So. You know, we were very upfront about everything. Yeah. Um, like those types of scenarios, you know, COVID certainly had a big impact. Absolutely. Um, legislation changes happen on a regular basis. Um, we had products up in Wisconsin that weren't necessarily um, to the state's codes. And we didn't realize that we thought we were following them. But again, sometimes when we reach out to, to governing bodies, 
um, just delays. And, you know, for us, you know, we had the sheriff department call us and say, hey, we have $40,000 worth of your products that we have to take off your shelves. And it's like, okay, we just lost that. Right. And we don't have insurance. You know, I can't go to a bank and right. get loans and credit lines and things like that. So yeah. it's incredibly difficult to start this business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just with any new, it's scary, I guess, not scary, but it's hard for other businesses to back something that is not, there's no leader. You're the leader, right? In this area for this type of business, it seems like, you know, so I, I, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but obviously it's got to be super frustrating on your side because you're like, what the hell? I have, I know what I'm doing or we think we know what we're yeah. doing and everyone else gets a chance. Why can't I get a chance? You know, <laughs> it's, it, it's just like opening a bar. Banks don't give you money to open a bar. They're like, nope, tough shit. You know? Exactly. So well, it's, it's, it's easy for them to say, well, it's not federally legal. Right. We're not going to participate in it. Sure. And what happens is there's groups like, like Keith and Adam here at Seven Hills that, that, that understand, hey, this is the law. The law says we can do it. Our, 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 our credit card companies, everybody else says that we can do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to do it. And once right. they realize that there's good footing and you yeah. know, opportunities are endless. Yeah. So hopefully next year, five years, things are just a little easier. It's never going to be completely easy, right? Definitely. Okay. So uh, I kind of want to do this as a 101 for people to understand more about CBD, THC. I mean, we're all used to smoking marijuana. What was the 1940s film that made fun of... Um, Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. Yeah. You know, like I think we all watched it. If not, go watch it on YouTube. I bet it's on there. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. But um, obviously we're in a time where, like you said, things are manufactured. It's it's science now. You know, it's more controlled um, areas of growing and harvesting or I guess I'm rambling. I'll let you explain. But I guess what is the diff- biggest difference between THC and CBD for people that might not understand what the yeah, difference is? I think very simply... Um, CBD does not get you high to a point where it affects your mood. It affects your ability to drive vehicles. It, it's non-psychoactive. It's okay. the easiest way to describe it. Right. Gotcha. Because I know um, I've taken like CBD stuff for like nighttime where I think you guys do a blend of basically that and melatonin. I think is basically what it is, yeah. you know, to help me sleep. Because there's some days I'll just sit in bed for like four hours. Like, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, yeah. but um, okay. Right on. So like. THC is like stuff that people either smoke or get high. Yep. It was the get high portion of it, right? Yeah. Um, I guess besides that, what are the, some of the main misconceptions that people have between THC, CBD, and, and everything? That's a great question. I mean, it, from the, 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 the standpoint of, of the different products, there's THC Delta 9, and yep. that's what's traditionally found in dispensaries. That's what everyone says is real weed. Right. We sell that in Chicago. We sell a lot of it in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We, we produce it. We're, we're going to be producing it in Rockford. Um, in addition to that, there's hemp derived D8, D9. Okay. That's what we're actually drinking right now. So like the CBD product, this isn't CBD necessarily. This is more hemp based Delta nine okay. THC. This will get you high. Okay. So this is going to have a, uh, a euphoric effect. That's going to get you, um, it's going to get you high. There's no right. way to say it. Yeah. Um, and legally speaking, like Iowa passed, a, you know, they passed the law back when the farm bill came out, but we got a lot more clarity now that people in Iowa, even though they can't necessarily can go to a dispensary and buy products, they can go to a number of different stores and bars and other areas and buy cannabis products that will get you absolutely high. Right. You know, and that's kind of the big, the big difference that we have um, is trying to, we, there's a, there's a brewery in Des Moines that we sell products to currently. And there's, I think the Des Moines register came out with an article a few weeks ago. And, and a lot of the comments on Facebook was, this is fake weed. This isn't going to get you high. And there's probably 50 of those comments. And right. It's they're absolutely wrong. Right. There's no other way to say it. Like right. this will get you high. You can't drive a vehicle with these after drinking this. Like yeah. it's 
What what breweries? It's funny to say because I mean, yeah, Bellhop. Bellhop. Yep. They, well, that's a, that's a tiki a, bar. Tiki bar. Yes. Yeah, they're, um, they're doing a fantastic job. Yep. I've been there uh, several times. Uh, they do great stuff. So it's got kind of Miami Vice kind of like party <laughs> yeah. scene to it, you know. So it's definitely a spot if you're going out with a bunch of friends and you want to go have party. That's a Absolutely. great spot to go to. Um, me and my wife been there several times. So um, yeah, it's. I remember when my first post about this, like when I took the picture of two drinks and posted about it. Some guy, I just remember saying, like, it's it's not legal in Iowa or something like that. And my response was, if it wasn't legal, I wouldn't be selling it. <laughs> like, I am not going to, and he doesn't know me, but, like, I just responded to Seven Hills. Like, I'm not going to put anything in jeopardy for this brewery to lose any licenses at all, you know. And, exactly. But I, get, I, get, I don't know how he meant it. Did he, you know, is he questioning it? You know, that's probably really how it is because yeah. you don't know tone and, yeah. you know, whatever. But, and then that's why we're doing this is to educate people. Like, it's It's legal. It's just not like as legal as Illinois where there's dispensaries I can go buy flour and stuff Absolutely. like that. So they're, they're still coming up the laws. Yeah. It takes time for, for governmental bodies mm -hmm. to understand, is this safe? Is, yeah. If it is safe, how do we monetize it? How do we create a product and a, and a process, excuse me, that, that we can sell and, and aren't going to have terrible effects because of it? Yep. And I guess uh, I kind of should have said this earlier when we talked about this drink is that this only has five milligrams in it. And we're only putting five milligrams in the drinks themselves because, again, like you said, it will get you high. It will affect your driving abilities and stuff like that. So it's more, it's just like over serving someone too much beer. Like there, we still have a, what's the right word I'm looking for. We still have to provide our guests with a safe experience when they come here to the brewery. Now I know like for instance, dimensional, they sell cans of, of I think 2.5, five and 10, but you cannot drink the tens there on location. So again, sure. they're being proactive about keeping their customers safe. And that's yeah. what we all try to do. Cause at the end of the day, we want you coming back, you know, like, we, you know, we see cannabis very similar to alcohol. Yeah. You know, there's, there's CBD. That's like NA beer. Yeah. I mean, the, the, across the board, there are low milligram dosages, like wine coolers. Mm -hmm. There's higher milligram dosages, more like, like alcohol, like vodka, rum, whiskey, yep. um, those types of concoctions. Um, there's, there's a, it's a big market. And as this thing continues to, to get built out, there's a, there's a consumer for everything that we make. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, it's just like with anything, you're just going to find, maybe you might have to like experiment, try a couple different things and see what works for you. Yeah. And then just like anything evolve because I've involved my liquor taste since 12 years ago, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, it's, it's definitely a growing market for sure. Um, what are some of the benefits of THC and CBD that people might not even understand that they're out for? I know you kind of touched on with like, your mental health and a couple other things. Um, is there like, obviously there's more to it than just that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, certainly with, with, uh, anxiety, depression, um, a lot of those types of, of mental, um, limitations or, or, or situations that people deal with, um, a lot of cannabis products kind of work towards those types of, of, of things. Um, people that have arthritis, you know, we make lotions, creams mm -hmm. that it doesn't get them high necessarily, but it absolutely helps provide relief. Sure. Um, we have gummies and, and different types of, of products and SKUs that we sell. Um, again, we, we truly see it as a medicine and, right. and um, we're, we're proud of the things that we make and the, and the, and the, the not even, they're not necessarily patients, but there's medical dispensaries in Illinois that there's patients that have specific conditions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people that have back problems, people that have rheumatoid arthritis, uh, fibromyalgia, um, they come to me and say, DJ, your products help me sleep That's at awesome. night. And it, it's, it's, it's rewarding for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I mean, like with mine, it's like, oh, these drinks were great. And the next morning, like, oh, I'm so hungover. Like, well, you shouldn't have eight. But, you know, like at least with yours, there is, uh, that's what always confused me. Even like growing up, I'm like, why is weed not legal? But alcohol and like cigarettes are things that actually like destroy your body, you know? Because I always remember growing up, one of the biggest things was it, 
cancer patients. They don't like to eat and smoking weed got their appetites back so they can eat and feel better and, yeah. you know, help with the process of, you know, uh, dealing with that. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. And, you know, I think, yeah, it's just interesting what it does and why it hasn't been like that, but that's government talk. We don't want to go down that road. I mean, look, follow the money, right? Yeah, who, follow who, money. who owns the licenses? Who's allowing competition right. and everything else? Yep. So we already kind of talked about what the difference between Delta eight and Delta nine is right. Delta, uh, no, we talked about what THC and CBD difference. Yep. What are the differences, I guess, then between Delta eight and Delta nine? It's a great question. And, and maybe I can even back up a step. So like sure. when we launched our company back in 2018, we were only allowed to sell CBD products. Mm-hmm. So when we kind of launched, we came out and said, Hey, these products are not going to get you high. These, this is like uh, like a, like a non-alcoholic drink. Yeah. Uh, very similar to that, that, that direction. Um, you know, once we had our attorneys look at the laws and say, Hey, there's loopholes. There's another way to say it. There's loopholes right. in the yeah. law and we're taking advantage of them mm-hmm. by providing um, questions and resources to the States to say, help us navigate this in a professional manner, in a legal manner. Right. And, you know, so we identified Delta eight as a, as a product, very, very similar to Delta nine. And again, Delta nine THC is what everyone says is in dispensaries. Right. Delta eight, when you look at a cannabis plant, when it's grown out in the field or inside of a building, it's grown the exact same way. A hemp plant is a marijuana plant is a cannabis plant. It's all one plant. Right. The big question, we're burping. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're all, again, it's, it's one plant growing. The, the differentiated factor between, when it's when it's CBD versus cannabis Delta Nine, it's it's when that plant on the on, there's a flower on the outside of it. That's what you smoke. That's what you infuse. That's what you consume to get you high and and, and provide medicine. Once that basically gets tested and the numbers go over a certain threshold, then it's considered cannabis Delta okay. Nine. Um, we understand if we process it at a certain point where it's not cannabis, but we extract it and we make edibles and we make drinks and things like that, we can get the exact same formulation or exact same high. That you would is if you let it grow out another 30 days. Right. So it's, you know, the science is ahead of the game on that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people have kind of caught up to that. You know, there's, there's, there's flour that we're selling right now. That's called THCA flour. Again, it's, it's, it's some kind of a loophole in the law, but they're allowing us to sell it. So, right. you know, we're selling big volumes of that right now. It's the exact same products that we're selling in the dispensary in Chicago that we had to pay so much money for security guards and, cameras and you know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars to build this building yeah. to sell the same thing and now we're selling over in subway it doesn't make any sense i have right. you know three staff members manage that facility right versus in chicago i have 26 right it's it is like, you know yeah we we went to a couple of dispensaries in chicago you know and then in errors in phoenix and stuff like that and it is i mean it's yeah it's a lot more like you said people security guards a lot more like tie down and that yeah you go to east dubuque it's an old subway building you walk in there <laughs> and it's just one person there you know on a yeah. sunday afternoon just say hey what's up you know and, it's the way and it should be right you it know? should be you know but i mean obviously there's a lot of money and uh just cash and just the product itself is yeah. worth a lot of money and yeah. unfortunately people are assholes and want to steal and do dumb shit you know so Absolutely. it's like we've been Wanting this for years and years. Now you guys are fucking it over, you know? So, <laughs> Most definitely. But, um, okay. Besides Delta 8 and Delta 9, are there are like other classifications? Yeah, there's a few hundred. Um, okay. Inside of the cannabis plant, there's a couple hundred different cannabinoids. Um, CBD, CBN, CBG, uh, THCO, THCV. No, we got, yeah, no, honestly, there's there's a number of different um, medicines in yeah. the plant. And, okay. and as science is kind of, looking into it. And, and again, this hasn't been looked into for years and years and years. Yeah. Israel as a country, again, obviously they're in a situation right now, but before that 
they were one of the leading countries in the world oh, really? digging into cannabis as a medicinal benefits and they're 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 doing a great job with it uh, i would have thought like amsterdam or something would be like the leading like sure. you know research science yeah. of it but yeah. i would have never guessed israel that's yeah. interesting absolutely that's awesome mm -hmm. um I think we kind of glance or not glance over, we hit some of these points, but if there's different ways, what are the, some of the different ways people consume these products? Obviously we talk about edibles, we're drinking it, you know, yeah. I mean, there's seems like it's just growing in what way people can fantasize how they want to distribute it. It's out. unbelievable. Yeah. I actually, last week I was on Las Vegas um, for MJ BizCon. It's a big conference out there and probably 50 to 60,000 people kind of come through that, that facility. Yeah. And they have breath, like the breath strips. Oh, really? Like, like people are, are getting, they're getting high from that. Um, they have patches that people put on, um, epidurals, um, smoking, obviously drinking, yep. um, lotions, um, yeah. topicals, just anything you can think of. It's, right. it's like an ingredient. Right. If you can ingest it, what we can we figure out how to do That's it. That's awesome. Like, do you, I guess, I mean, let's talk about that. And since we're on the, like how people consume it, then do you guys have a specific team that is like creating the products, the edibles and all this? Like, yep. I mean, obviously like. I'm more, I like the creative side of things. That's why I like making cocktails. I like the science and learning and doing it. Unfortunately, I have to do both sides, bartending and that, which I both love. But yep. like for you guys, you have your own team or is it like you and your family doing all of this? That's a great question. So Josh McGinnis, he's a local kid here from Dubuque. Yep. Uh, graduated from Hempstead back when I did in the late 90s, right. early 2000s. And he spent, you know, the last 25 years in Colorado and California in the cannabis market, like understanding uh, the nuances, the, the, the industry, you know, on a professional yep. standpoint. He's on the team as one of the owners and he nice. uh, helps create most of our, our recipes for our caramels, our chocolates, all of our gummies. You know, we're, we're constantly reaching out to, to food scientists. Um, you know, we get all of our products third party tested. So everything kind of gets sent out when we do big batches to make sure that the right amount of weed is in there. Right. And we also test for, you know, like no microbials, no kind of uh, uh, any kind of issues, any kind of uh, contaminants. You know, we make sure all that stuff is good to go before we sell it out to our customers. Sure. Um, you know, we work with a, a, a bunch of different, the way our company kind of started is we made everything ourselves. Yep. You know, we scaled that business to where we had about 30 employees in East of you kind of producing all of our products. Mm -hmm. We needed to, we need to grow bigger. I mean, right. it, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. So we actually started finding some cold packers in other parts of the country in the Midwest that are, that are making products that are very similar to ours yep. that they can just make them for us. And then yep. we take our current employees, put them in other roles, get elevated roles and more promotions and. Uh, really build the company out the way we needed to be. That's awesome. I mean, it's just like when you watch like on Shark Tank with this product, when they're trying to get their food out and they're trying to find co-packers and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's very similar in theory, right? <laughs> it's to the all exact that same stuff. thing. Yeah, that's you crazy. Know, well, I mean, talking about that, we're working with Adam and Keith uh, trying to manufacture a, a cannabis-infused sour beer Right. that, you know, you don't have the beer in it and just have cannabis in it. And we're really close to doing that when we launch that here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I And uh, I'm excited about that because like you said, in Iowa, it's still like a lot of gray in the laws. It's just like, it's kind of, it's basic, but it's also like, well, it doesn't say we can't do this. Here's what it says it can do. How can we make it work for us? Yeah, Until totally. they, and I was like talking to someone else about this, like, I think we're going to be first in market in Iowa that's actually going to produce some sort of to-go beverage. And, and it's going to help everyone else get on board, but it's also going to help. We're going to be the front runners and the leading of helping maybe with the laws and what people are understanding and showing what we can do. And I think that's, I think that's excited. I know Adam's super excited about it. I know Keith is super, he's been avenant about, uh, you know, CBD and THC for many years now and stuff like that. So 
I'm excited for it. I can't wait till we have that out. So that's really about all we can say about that because we don't know anything else like pricing or anything <laughs> else like that. That That's what they're still working on. So you guys just had a nice long meeting about, not long, but yeah. you guys just had a meeting about yeah. that. So taste testing a little bit. And yeah. Make I mean, sure we're unfortunately, someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. We talked about that. Uh-oh. Okay. So with the laws, we kind of explained that they're different each state legally what is it for people to cross state lines? Cause I was, yeah. you know, Iowa's laws are a little bit more stricter than Illinois. So, yep. I mean, like, yep. So basically, uh, most of the products that we produce right now are compliant in Iowa. Okay. There's a, there's a handful that we do that we sell in Illinois that, that are not. So all of our flour that you consider cannabis, like people would see that they smoke out of a joint or mm-hmm. a blunt or a bong or something like that. They're not allowed to buy or even carry in Iowa. So the kind of the way that Iowa's laws were written, more drinks, edibles, and topicals. Right. Um, nothing ingested to where you're smoking. It's right. kind of the rule of thumb. Yeah. I mean, and I could be wrong because I've been out of the weed business or smoking business for a long time. But I just, it just seems like that's probably more the trend what people are going to go to anyways, right? Instead of like instead of like rolling this big blunt, sharing it with like five <laughs> people, I can just eat one little gummy bear and like. Yeah. And Depends. Be- you know, I, in our dispensary, we see about 20% of our customers uh, having edibles and uh, okay. another maybe 15% for concentrates like vapes, uh, yep. dabs and things like that. So yep. still 60% to 70% is flour. Oh, really? So people still love the, the weed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, you know, right? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but, but, but you're, you're right though. I mean, the concept of smoking a blunt or a joint with an attorney or a judge, which I do regularly, um, they would much prefer an edible that they can take, that their kids aren't seeing it, that they don't have to explain to their, their spouse why right. yeah, yeah. everything else. For sure. Um, what are, um, so you, you got to explain what you guys make in house. Um, well, it's off site facility that makes it, but you guys create it and then you take it to your co-packer and they make it, correct? For about 70% of the products that, that we do that. Okay. Um, we still manufacture our, our main staples, um, our caramels, our chocolate bars, our gummies, and then lemonades and simple syrups. Um, which is infused right here. That's yep. what we're infusing that. We do that internally. Um, okay. So it's a smaller team. We have big enough equipment that we can do that at scale. But some of these more specific products that just takes time and energy, right. just have other people help us do that. Right. Work smarter, not harder, right? Exactly. Okay. And then um, for people wanting to explore this world that might, you know, like, okay, this seems like a good idea, you know, or something I want to try. What What are your first guidelines or you know, that you have for people who are consuming for the first time, you know, yeah. and milligrams and all that other stuff. A good rule of thumb is start slow um, and go low. Go, I'm sorry, go low and start slow. Right. If that's if that makes sense. But right. Small milligrams, so like under five milligrams per serving is, is, is probably appropriate. Yeah. Um, edibles is an easy way to kind of start it. Um, you know, and, the, and the, the good thing too, in the past, you know, if somebody got too high, they had to ride that trip out, mm-hmm. right? They had, to, they had to ride it out. Now, again, with research, CBD actually counterbalance a little bit. So if you're too high, you can take a, 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 a dose of CBD, either an oil or a gummy or something along those lines, and that'll help regulate and bring you back to, to normal a little bit faster. Right. Like where alcohol, you don't really have a, a it's non- time. Yeah. time. Alcohol is time. I don't, everyone says drink water, drink coffee. No, it's you literally just have to wait. You know, yeah. like there's nothing to like, that'd be Maybe that's something we should all work on. Is well, can we counterbalance alcohol? So like, you know, I'm a little too drunk. <laughs> yeah. I need to get below that point zero eight so I can go home or whatever, you know. Definitely. But uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, let's see, mixing with liquor. Okay, do you suggest if you're at home, safe place, you're not going to go out. 
Yeah. Like, do you, do you even suggest people mixing it with liquor and beer or do you kind of think they should keep it separate or is it kind of yeah. just... I mean, the law is asked to keep it somewhat separated. Right. Um, dram insurance, things like that, that I don't think yeah. insurance companies have a real good answer for either too. So we recommend keeping it separated um, until you understand... And again, you're an adult. If, if you're at your house and you want to try to add it right. to, a, to a cocktail, feel free to. But have some support there and make sure that people are there to kind of yep. keep an eye on you. I know um, this is many years ago before COVID. Uh, we were in Chicago. We went to, I think, the original Kuma's Corner location because I know there's one in Schaumburg. But yeah. we went to like the original. My wife got a CBD like shot added to her beer, yeah. you know. So, I, you know, I don't know what exactly it was and what the laws were at the time, you know. But I just remember doing that. And about 10 minutes ago, well, how you feel? She goes, I just feel relaxed. Yeah. Like, you know, she goes, I don't feel high. Or I'm like, I'm like, I just feel like my nerves are a little like 20% less than exactly. what they were or whatever. You know, it, it, CBD absolutely does that. So yeah. you, again, you, we're not looking at like the prescriptions where it's like, again, I don't, I don't get into too much of that. Um, yeah. But it, it's, it, we're, we're, we're looking for more alternatives to help people just get to normalcy mm -hmm. in their own, in their own space, what they feel comfortable with. Right. Um, and that's the beauty of, of the kit and yeah. the product for sure. That's awesome. So like I mentioned, like you, you, Adam and Keith, we're all looking at doing this project with like a canned T or THC product. Yeah. I guess what, what made you kind of want to work with seven Hills on this? I guess who did approach to about this idea? Yeah, I mean, seven Hills is a fantastic business here in Dubuque. We come down here regularly and, um, I'm a, I'm a sour fan. Like I'm not a big beer drinker, but if I do, I prefer right. sours. I love sours too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think Blocktoberfest, we were out here this year and we were after the event, we kind of came in and saw Keith and said hi. And, um, we just kind of started throwing the ideas around together and yep. it, it, it hasn't been long. I mean, within the last 60 to 90 days, we've kind of come to some really, really good ideas and we're going to try to get into market within the next 30 days. Well, that's awesome. I know like they mentioned to me that they were starting this idea and like, and like we have to apply for a license basically to sell THC in our business. And I think it was approved like in three weeks or yeah. it was approved very fast yeah. and we got it. And we're like, cool. Well, I think we're the third place that are making our own drinks. That could be, I don't know. Cause I think I read that same article where they said bellhop is the second. Yep. We might be the third. There might be other places out there, but yeah. no, that's awesome. Again, I'm one of those people, I believe high tide raises all ships. So I think the more people that are doing it, it's better for everyone because again, it's getting word out there, spreading what it is all about. And people mm -hmm. are understanding because like, it's not really peer pressure, but if you see more people doing it, you see it a lot more. You're like, okay, maybe I should try it. Absolutely. You know, like a husband and wife might just go home, split a gummy, <laughs> see what it does, pass out on the couch and then you'll wake up or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we, we love it. I mean, generally speaking, the, the, the customers that come to me, the friends that I have that just constantly talk about it. And, and never in a million years, would I think that it's right. eat edibles or smoke cannabis, but it's, they're much more open to it now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, DJ, is there anything else that you want to plug or anything before we get out of here today? Yeah, honestly, we uh, just opened a bar up in East View called 231. Okay. A little coffee shop. We're going to be getting Seven Hills. Once we get our keg lines in there installed, we've been open for a couple months. Um, we'll have their taps over there. Um, yep. um, we have a coffee shop over there as well. We have a, a dab lab consumption lounge up in Platteville, Wisconsin. Yep. So again, we have a, the, the, the hemp-derived cannabis products that, again, people go up there, take dabs, get high, smoke a bong, drink. We have slushies up there. And they can do that in at that place? Sit there, hang out, yeah. and, and relax. Because I was uh, bartending at the bistro that yeah. we had opened up, and I would, you know, get off work at 10 o'clock or whatever and drive past. And I saw that. I'm just like, huh, one of these days. <laughs> but also, like, you know, I got to drive 24 minutes. You exactly. know, so, like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I, I know I 
we went in and bought some of the CBD uh, melatonin ones the other day. I introduced myself to the woman that was working there. And she's like, are you guys going to bring your drinks up to North? And I go, I don't know what the laws are, but um, she's like, well, we got the dab lab up there. I'm like, oh yeah, that's way more like hardcore, you know, like compared <laughs> exactly. to this little drink. Right. And yeah. I mean that in the most respectful way yeah, possible, no, you right. know, and stuff. So I know, I think, you know, again, as long as we can meet, match whatever the laws say, we want to have this at every location we have because it's just another offering for someone that might want to be interested in it. That's exactly it. We're, we're seeing alcohol sales dropping. We're seeing markets kind of stagnating as, as, as we give this product to our, our, our wholesale partners, our, our retailers, you know, we're the reordering very quickly and regularly that yeah. it's, it's helping drive the, the growth in some of these companies that we're working with. For That's sure. awesome. Well, I appreciate your success and hopefully uh, maybe once we get some other products and down the road, we can do like an update and give people update what's going on and educate them a little bit more because uh, there's, like you said, you were learning a lot about the laws. I think people are learning more about what it can do for them, you know? So Absolutely. awesome. Well, cheers, bud. Thank cheers. you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks guys for uh, checking this out. I have no idea who my next guest will be. If you have uh, a recommendation, I have some ideas, but just drink a drink, leave a comment below and we'll see you guys next time.